Good people of Los Angeles, tonight on the FC, FC, FSA, FSA pod, we got Louis Oriana from Nikki Sports, a little store you may have heard of since 1986. Hey. For all those who are curious about that, we talk about obviously Nikki Sports history, just how, how it all started, what it was like growing up there. Uh, we dip into kind of the fashion side of soccer culture in LA and, and a little the, New York Knicks basketball, everyone. Whoa. <laughs> oh, yeah, Josh is still here and he's a little faded. So if he's going to shout on during the intro, that's so be it. And then we talk about the future of soccer in LA, man. We, we get into that. Uh, Slim, you want to hit him with a little bit of a warning? As per usual, we are in a backyard in the middle of Exposition Park. There are ghetto birds flying by, horns honking, pendulce trucks driving by. And as usual, I'm cussing a little bit. So if you don't like that, turn off the pod. <laughs> Have a, a good week, too. everybody. FCFC. Welcome to the FCFC pod, where two scholars and a dickhead look into the world through a black and gold tinted lens. I am your host, Slim. Sitting across from me, as per usual, is Young Dweez. Yo. Actually, Old Dweez, because Young Dweez is the one that does our sound engineering. Shout out to Young Shout Dweez. Shout out, Young Dweez. To my left is Josh. I'm a sad boy New York Knicks fan. Spice! Damn. Road to Zion had a motherfucking roadblock, and it is beautiful to see how depressed Josh looks today. Zion is a people, he's not a person. <laughs> Zion is a promise. Zion is an idea. We will, we, will, we will attain it eventually. A fucking fleeting idea, and it's a beautiful day. Fucking New York fan. Okay, Barry. Welcome to New York. And today we have a special guest, someone that's whose family has been part of the fabric of L.A. football history since 1986, a year after I was born. We got Mr. Luis, I forgot your last name, <laughs> Of Nikki Sports. <laughs> <laughs> that was the most perfect introduction. Yeah, too. I love it. Couldn't you, have bro. gone better, bro. <laughs> well, I'm honored to be here tonight, especially the day that my man right here, Josh, is just struggling right now. Struggling. He's gone through like four sigs already. We oh, just started, bro. So, well, cheers, we're, we're here. Cheers, Penny's cheers here. to the NBA we're gonna, draft we're lottery. We're going to walk you through this, bro. We're going to walk you through this. Why are you saying four sigs? Because the Lakers got the fourth pick, motherfuckers over here. You don't, don't deserve that. You don't this, deserve this. This isn't even a sport you care about that much anymore. Let's be honest. <laughs> this is like the one time a year you wear that jersey. No, honestly, this is. I've known Josh for over a year. Like, um, pretty much two years now. A couple years. This is the saddest I've seen him look, <laughs> and it's so worse funny. than the RSL playoff bounce. I'm, I'm sadder than. I think this is my heart, but this is this is my history. This is my home. So. Yeah, because so you're from New York. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. I think well, like like well, you, you said, the RSL thing did have beautiful moments in it for you to still be proud of. <laughs> right. There was nothing beautiful about what the fuck happened to him today, and oh. it's fucking great. I'm a Laker fan, bro, and I was sad for you a little. Yeah. Bit. And then I got over it right away. No, yeah. then I saw his face, and I was like, yo, this shit's so funny. <laughs> then I saw say. a clip of, of Knicks fans celebrating that the Lakers got the fourth pick, and you guys got the third pick, and yeah. I was like, well, you know what? That's what they get. 
That's the gift. Let me just say, sir, sir, Air Jordan was taken with the third pick overall. So let's, <laughs> that's that's the kind of hype we got right now, baby. No, I'm not ready yet. I'm not ready to, to do this. Hey, shout out to Ryan Wallerson. He was Gosh, here earlier. We were recording season pass and. Uh, he had to explain all that to me. I had no idea there was such a thing as a lottery for a draft. So I was like, oh, so the draft's about to start. He's like, no, that's just the lot. I'm like, what do you yeah. mean? So we just tuned in for a two-hour extravaganza that was just about who gets what ranking. Yeah, yeah. Pretty much, bro. I'm, my mind's it's boggled. All like and, I, and I look forward to the day that the MLS Super Draft continues to be less and less relevant and not important because that shit was a waste of my time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the Super Draft is kind of becoming more and more irrelevant as we go on. You know what? I think it's funny because... The, as a Knicks fan, the drafting lottery has been so relevant to me my entire life, you know? <laughs> Be picking in the, 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 the fucking upper echelon of the draft. But anytime an American pub does um, something about soccer, they usually do, what if, what if European football or global football had a draft? What would that look like? What if the Premier League had a draft? Kind of thing to... That's just an American franchise talk, which is like, anyone, the worst team will always get a... It, it should reload the deck or we should restack the deck because it's the best young talent will go to the worst team, right? So it's an interesting thought experiment. I mean, I get all the pro-rail shit that we always talk about here, but it's like, as a as an American who's hurting today, like, it's... The draft has some merit, I'd say. <laughs> but, but you're hurting, so you're advocating for the draft despite your pain? <sighs> I don't know. It's It could be beautiful. I've, I've never really had a beautiful It also gave them it Patrick Ewing. It, gave them it gives you hope the every first year. ever first ever lottery draft was... was was it gives you hope. Well, you know what gives me hope? The fact that like you can develop a kid and he's going to be playing across the world at a big club and he can come back and his name, I don't know, might be Josh Perez. Maybe he's going to be that guy for LFC. That's that's exciting. Then you just don't draft, right? You're kind of kind of hiding up, coming through. So, but, I mean, man, we, we want to talk about Josh Perez after <laughs> and his potential after after his howler. Hey, not howler. we're trying to get these evergreen pods. We don't know what time of the year it is, guys, right now. <laughs> you know, We don't know. It could be any day. Hey, everyone misses a sitter every once in a while, yeah. bro. You miss one, that's all you got. It's alright, still winning. Yeah, you're right, you're right. It's still winning. That, that rebound win. Not by his foot, but yeah, it went. That was an assist, bro. It was an assist. <laughs> um, well, yeah, <laughs> we are all over the we're place. We're all over today. the map today, yeah, but we're just excited be. that Louis here. We've been talking. Man, I've had so much experience at Nikki's stores. I, I'm wearing right now, I'm rocking my uh, <laughs> shout out to the Red Pandas, Pandas Vermelios. Yeah, we use the Portuguese word for red in our team name. Rocking the seven v seven Griffith Park jerseys. Got my sponsors. Got it made at Nikki's 2014 when I moved back from China, and I would just start bullshitting with your brother every day about Arsenal. Carlos, shout out to Carlos. Met, met your dad. Met you obviously, and just that, I go to the store on Seven. That's the original one, right? Yeah. Original location. Um, yeah, 86. And uh, man, like break it down for me, dude. Like break break it break down from the from the top, like. Your pops decides to start a soccer store after coming to the States. Like, what, how did it go but let, let me tell you, because um, what you said right now is one of the things that we're most proud of about our stores, just in general and the communities that we are, that people can just come in and shoot the shit about soccer. Mm. And if they buy something, fucking great. Mm-hmm. But man, since I was a little kid, I swear to God, there was, more, there was people that come into the store every day just to shoot the shit with my dad or watch, t- watch the games on TV and... T- talk shit about the games on TV. So you, you, your like, shop was like the Mexican like barber, barber shop, shop in the neighborhood. Bro, I swear okay. to God, it was like a barber shop. It was unbelievable. And back in the day, mm. before soccer was on TV every single day, yeah. it was really hard to get on TV. Yep. Uh-huh. So my dad bought this big old satellite dish. You know those big yep. joints? The really, really big ones? Yeah. Like the size of this backyard, bro. <laughs> 
and oh, you I know like, what you're and talking about. And have like a thousand yeah, no, channels and it would rotate and you would have to like fine tune. New York people don't know about those satellites nah. that we used to have in our backyards back in <laughs> the day. like some NASA operation. Bro, no, it shit was literally the size of a trampoline. Mm. Bigger, bro. It's yeah, yeah. huge. Yeah. Are you kidding and me? And people no, would man. have that in their backyard for the satellite. But that was the only way we can get yeah. European games in the United States before, yeah. or in LA in specific. I don't know about New York. Yeah. Um, so we would have that joint, and like six o'clock in the morning on a Sunday, yep. me and my old man would get up and we would go watch Serie A. Uh, we would get a cup of coffee. And that's back, back, back then, Serie A was like the best league in the world. They had mm. Napoli, Milan, Juventus, Inter. Like they were by far the best league in the world. Yeah. And there was like about eight or ten of my dad's friends mm. at the shop, six a.m. on a Sunday, with their coffees, watching Damn. the games. That's sick. We live in Nikki's, dude. We live Bro, in Nikki's. It was, it's not, and honestly, like that's what the way to start the, talking about our business is exactly your antidote, right? Where people come in, and it's a place that you know if you come in, you're gonna talk about football, yeah. mm. and there's nothing else there, mm. you know. And if if for us, like retail is changing so drastically nowadays. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The digital component is obviously huge. Uh, we strongly believe that a good brick-and-mortar retail presence still wins, right? Yeah. And the experience still wins. Yeah. And the fact that, you know, we are staples in our community now, you know? And I don't I don't mean that to brag or anything, but we are. We've been around for a long time. We have generational customers. We've uh, been able to expand our footprint to the most important parts of the city. Let them know how big that Nick's no, tick no, no, is, what bro. I'm saying, so, no, 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 I'm with that. Like, no, I, I, no, but what I'm saying is... You guys we, are yeah. L.A. football culture as far as like, what people are wearing. like, And it seems like it goes deeper than just what people are wearing. Exactly, because like you guys are finding out, and, and maybe you're more so newer than, than yeah. some of us. Like, this shit's not just about a jersey, bro. No, it never <laughs> it's is. It's not bro. just about a hat, you know what I mean? Like... This shit cuts deep, man. Yeah. And we were just talking before we came on air about that RSL game. Like, yeah. You guys are still talking about that thing. Yeah. That one. You know? And that shit cut, that cuts deep. Right. And this is a team that just was formed three That's, years ago. Yeah. Right, right, right. Crazy. You know what I mean? I, I don't remember the exact first time I ever went to Nikki's. I don't remember which Nikki's I went to first. All that's lost in my old memories. But, like, you know, I went to, like, soccer camps, like, Stitter Soccer. Uh, over on the west side and I went to soccer camps uh, in Beverly Hills and I was like running around here during like 94 World Cup going to look at the trophy and, and downtown and everything and like somewhere in that period like I probably went into the store for the first time but when I really remember going back is when I was like I'm gonna start this team I don't know what's going on I'm, I gotta just go to like the 7th Street Nikki's like the one with the mural if you've never been there there's a big beautiful mural outside you mm-hmm. can see the whole skyline it's like most one of my favorite you know I'm not just saying this because you're here just one of my favorite views of the city is just yeah. like sitting right in front of that mural. You see Carlos Valderrama's crazy ass hair flowing. You see Lionel. You see who else is on the mural? It's Baggio and Magico Gonzalez from El Salvador. Maradona, Pele, uh, Messi's on there. Jorge Campos. David Beckham's on David there. David Beckham. Yeah. And so it's, yeah. it's sitting right there, and you hop, you go in the store, and like, you know, my, one of my favorite things is like the counter, and they have all these like family pictures mm-hmm. with like whoever came in, right? Yeah. Like. As a kid who, obviously you loved the sport growing up, but like, what was that like? Like knowing that you guys are gonna have so-and-so player come in, yeah. like when, you know, when people start coming, like, get, give us a little bit about, cause you're the oldest brother, right? Yeah. You're the oldest yeah. of, of, of the fam. And like, in my like version of this, this is like the coolest thing of all time. It's like a kid hitting the lottery. It's like, yeah, dude, my dad's got this story. You get to see the players, yeah. you get to, get to know about the coolest new gear. Like describe what that was like as a kid. If you rem- if you can remember that far back. Oh man, I remember it vividly, dude. It's uh, it was amazing, dude. I I remember one of the 
most vivid memories I have of meeting an actual like player was my favorite player after the 94 World Cup here was Bebeto, mm-hmm. the Brazilian forward that played mm-hmm. alongside Romar. He was my hero, bro. He was my hero. And shortly after he won the World Cup, we were at the store, it was summer, and we had a friend from Brazil that would always bring like pros into the store, you know, some more known, some lesser known, a lot more of the lesser known. Mm. I remember back in the day, there was no thing, as, no such thing as a shoe contract. Mm. Everybody had to buy shoes. Mm. So my buddy walks in, I'm sitting behind the counter, my dad's friend walks in, he starts hugging everybody, and behind him walks in this guy holding this baby, right? And, I'm, and I look at him, I'm like, nah. And I'm like 12, 13 years old, 14 years old. Mm. And it's fucking Bebeto, bro. I'm behind the counter, and I freeze. Like, this is my hero, bro. This is like the guy that I wanted to play like. He was my favorite player. He, yeah, was, yeah, he had yeah. just won the World Cup. He had gone to this team in Spain called La Coruña. He had made them relevant in La Liga. Mm. He, was an, he was a hero, bro. Long story short, he was there. He tried on shoes. He bought shoes. He took pictures with everybody. And I, and I just, I just, sh- I literally just shit myself. I, was, <laughs> I stayed behind the counter. I didn't take a picture. Oh, I was just frozen. Just I was frozen. just stuck. Mm-hmm. And there's like, my favorite player like ever at that time I was like That's what incredible. the fuck and it was like stuff like that now I'm like why the fuck didn't I take a picture of Bebeto you know like, <laughs> so you're saying like even though it's it's almost like you were still just a little kid even oh though your dad God. had the store and even though he's coming yeah, into your dad's bro. store and you're, you're there every day you're 100%. in the comfort of your own home so to speak you're still that little kid who's just oh, like seeing your favorite starstruck. player yeah. I was starstruck and everybody he was so nice with everybody he was there for like an hour and a half he was wow. trying on shoes he bought like five pairs of shoes everybody that came in the door took a picture with him he had never said no he said he had his kid in his arm the whole time like he was just absolutely awesome to be there and the whole time it was just like I was just in shock <laughs> I was in shock I, I do it I 100% dude. 100% like my dad wouldn't say anything because we were so busy and he was kind of like just trying to make sure everybody was okay yeah, and, yeah. but like awesome. at night he was like dude isn't that your favorite player <laughs> <laughs> and I was like yeah but That's I couldn't get out <laughs> it was unbelievable and you know those kind of experiences in a way kind of I still get excited to meet players don't get me wrong because mm-hmm. I I appreciate professional athletes to me Specifically, soccer players and just their agility, their skill, their speed. Um, I, I just I appreciate it so much. I am a bit jaded, I would say, in yeah. that sense, you know, um, because I've been very fortunate to meet some of the most important players on this planet and, and probably ever. So I don't, I don't mean that to brag. I don't no, know no, that no, yeah. that's just your reality, bro. Um, Stop being no, humble on this part. <laughs> no, but you know, that's like, for humility, but it's been. I mean, there's so many crazy stories, bro, about pro players and our store, late nights and yeah. hotel rooms and cleats, <laughs> and yeah. it's just. It's just I've been I just, I've just kind of seen it all. Some buzzwords, right? Late night hotel yeah. room cleats, yeah. like that yeah. sounds yeah. like yeah. one of my little. I mean, I'm curious a little bit about that that initial period, right? Like, so store opens at '86. Yeah, that's ten years before the MLS begins. Mm-hmm. Right? Aztecs are done at that point. Um, like, from your memories and everything, like, what was like soccer in this city like? Like, what were, I mean, was it like a because this is before the real rise of like yeah. televised soccer you were talking about big satellite dishes like you know in in the city like how did it feel like was soccer important to people was it important like isolated to just a certain amount of uh, you know or what was that's it like the for great you? that is the most amazing thing about los angeles and this is why i fucking love this city so much it's because soccer has is is a f- part of the fabric of the city bro it always has been it always will be mm. 
you know, we um, I've had some conversations with like people in MLS that, you know, they might not take this the right way, but I just I'm just trying to be honest with them, and you know, I tell them that Los Angeles soccer was always important in Los Angeles before MLS, and it'll always be important after MLS. Mm. You know, because it's just part of the fabric of the city. Mm. Soccer is as big of a part of Los Angeles as acting, as movie theaters. It is part of the fabric of everyday life because we have a vibrant migrant community, obviously because of the Mexican-American influence, the Central American influence. Like, it is part of the city, bro. It is a part of the fabric. And now you see it kind of coming really into fruition with having two really well-run MLS teams, right? Obviously, LAFC is doing a great job. Galaxy's doing a great job. But that stuff doesn't happen if the foundation isn't there. Right. Like, I think LAFC yeah. doesn't take off the way it does. And there's so many things amazingly well that you have to give them so much credit for. But if there isn't a base of people that just love football, it doesn't happen. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it doesn't happen. If, you know? Yo, for me, and like, I'll, I'll throw myself out there too. I was born the same year that their, that their store came to be. I don't really remember a ton about life before MLS. Mm-hmm. Oftentimes, like here and now and in the, in the present, we forget how young the league is and how there was nothing really that w- was there before in like a lot of people's minds, right? Yeah. But that's the complete falsity like yeah. there were so many leagues so many teams and everyone who's involved in the sport now is building off of all those little building blocks in histories failed projects things that work some of those teams that were you know great at a time i mean the la wolves won the first ever national championship uh in like whatever 60 i think 62 63 uh-huh. at the coliseum against yeah. the washington whips and of course those were imported teams from like europe 68 that were, i think yeah 68 67 yeah. i forget but you know you're building off of all of these little like fits and starts and successes and non-successes to what we have now. And one thing I always loved, like, when I talked to, shout out to Joseph Zacher of the uh, part of LFC pod, Black Army, yeah. talking to him w- w- about his family growing up and how he, like, went and supported all these different pro teams, right, before MLS. Mm-hmm. And he, one of the quotes I'll always remember from him is he was just like, yeah, like, we'll see if MLS survives. Like, in his eyes, like, he's so he was so used to, like, the sport, you know, professional teams yeah. opening and folding that, like, even now, despite all the growth, like, to us, it seems like these things are going to be around forever. But, like, just sort of knowing how, the, the level of stuff that came before mm-hmm. and, like, what you said, like, soccer has always been such a big part of the city. I think, uh, I think, I think a small peek into history, you can see that, right? Yeah. But for those of us or people who come into the game late, right, it seems like it's just like, oh, this just started. Like, no, new no. in America, nobody cared about it before, right? Well, true, totally true but it, that could be true, though, because it, it might be new in America, but it's not in Los Angeles, right? right? Yeah. And that's that's, a big, that's yeah. a big difference because we were getting, I remember I used to go to friendly games when I was a little kid and, in the Coliseum, and there was 40, 50, 60,000 people there, bro. Mm. You know, my dad was like, my dad was, I mean, and, and you know my dad. My dad is out there, bro. I mean, my dad is... <laughs> Shout out, to, shout out yeah, to Papa Nicky. Yeah, Nicky's, Papa Nicky's, Nicky. Nicky's legend, bro. He's legend. Um, but he was putting on games at the Coliseum when it wasn't fashionable, you know? Mm. Like, he used to have Copa Nicky's, and it was like Mexico playing the playing El Salvador. Wow. You know, we used to get 40,000, 50,000 people there. That's crazy. So this is before there was a league, you know? What was so, your dad's involvement in bringing and kind of hosting or having Yeah, people, yeah. So he would just... He, my dad's always been kind of obviously an entrepreneur at heart, but he's also had a lot of... Uh, I guess media ambitions. Oh. Like he used to do radio shows on Sunday mornings, Yo. on Sunday afternoons, and I used to go with him. And all these talk about soccer. You can't. You guys can't see it. I got the latest copy of uh, El, De- El Deportista. Shout out to the Deportista. It's been around forever. Which bro. has been around forever. I think it's got to be one of the longest print uh, magazines in the city, actually, ironically. 
Uh, and your dad's got his column. Hundred percent. Like his dad's still writing in here. Wow. Like. Wow. Uh, pretty much on the regular, right? Yeah. He's got a piece in here about the El Salvador national team. Yeah. The, the so he still contributes in that. He, he's always wanted to be involved in in growing the game here locally. Like, yeah. you know, this is a little known fact, but my dad was involved in bringing Mauricio Cienfuegos to the Galaxy when the Galaxy first launched. Wow. Um, him and Jorge Campos are, I mean, as you know, Dude. are really good friends. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah, I'll, yeah. Save, I'll save some of the details yeah. for that for, uh, for hopefully a story I'll write. And hopefully, man, I'll get a chance to just break down oh. talking to your dad and your family's history will be really cool to just one day I'm gonna just convince him to like tell yeah. me the whole thing start to finish you know but the, you know the, the way the store started is very simplistic bro and it's and it's actually kind of funny so my you know we my family immigrated to LA in 1981 mm -hmm. I was like one and a half years old were you guys from South Salvador. Salvador South San Salvador we were Capital? from Santa Ana, Santa Ana. Yeah, we, my family's from farmland bro like in the hills like country people you know mm -hmm. um and there was there was actually a, a really bad civil war over there mm -hmm. and, and my family actually there was an attempted assassin assassination on our family mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and my uncles literally had a shootout with the military overnight and, they, and we survived and then the next day we moved and then we left like not so long after that so it's a crazy story right um but anyways we immigrated to la in 1981 and then we had family over here already, and instantly the first thing they did was form a soccer team on mm. Sunday, and on Sundays, and they would play, and they would play. And my dad's had like he was a janitor, but he was always an entrepreneur at heart, so he saved money from doing uh, being a janitor, having that job. He bought a lunch truck, and he had his route, so he would be gone from like three in the morning all the way to like six in the afternoon. Mm. Wow. I never see him, so it was you know having your own lunch truck at those t in those times. Oh, it was yeah. tough because you were working factory routes, yeah, and they would get in real early. My dad's frustration came when he had his team, and my dad wasn't very good, but he was always the manager, and he was always wanting to make, team, make sure the team had everything. Yeah. His frustration came because he wanted to buy a good pair of shoes and a good uniform, and he couldn't find them anywhere. They couldn't find a good pair of shoes and a, like a brand name, like Adidas or Puma, and you couldn't find them anywhere. So it came out of necessity. So that's where his idea came. He's like, fuck it, I'm just gonna open a soccer store and I'm gonna sell the nicest shit, you yeah. know? Wow. And we opened a soccer store, I swear to God. I mean, your backyard here is, maybe 1200 square feet it was half of this that's how big our first store was but wow. that was really how it started yeah, you know yeah. my dad was like dude so i can't find anything that i like i'm gonna open a store and i'm gonna sell stuff that i like and that was the building that's like next to the current nikki's building right Is it's it down it's the there, street it's, it's down the street yeah right? it's down the street so we're like maybe two city blocks from where we are now mm -hmm. gotcha. um and then we moved on that same block to a bigger location and then we were able to purchase that lot that we're on now. But so that's kind of funny because like if he couldn't find stuff, I'm sure his teammates couldn't find stuff, right? So he has like already his built-in things. It's just like, all right, yeah. like it was, it was totally out of necessity, right? Mm -hmm. But the struggle was crazy, man. I remember my dad telling me back in the day, you know, that there was times in the store where the whole day would go by and he would sell like a shoelace and it was like a dollar fifty. Mm -hmm. And my mom would make him lunch and he would eat at eat just eat stuff from the, from the house you, you wouldn't be able to afford to buy food mm -hmm. and it was like to get the business off the ground was really really tough yeah. you know and luckily like my uncle helped him out financially and obviously we were a big family we're a massive family so it was able to work itself out but the struggle initially was tough man was were you guys hard. living near MacArthur Park at that time or Dude, no I so at that time we were living on Crenshaw and Olympic Okay. Around Crenshaw and Olympic, okay. but then I lived when I when, we, when I turned like eleven, we moved up the street from here oh, nice. on Jefferson and Crenshaw. Mm. Okay, so that's where I spent my my latter elementary school years, my middle school years, and then I went to high school in Belmont, downtown LA. Um, 
but that's that's how man that's how it started. That store was your life was a, was a home man was everything. That's, that was that's, everything, bro. That's wild. And my dad kind of with me, he was you know, he's been tough with. Well, I want to say tough. He's been adamant about our family business with all of our siblings, but with me, with all of us, but with. With me, he was a little tougher, you know. Yeah, well, you were first. Right? You're, the first. You're the first one that had to start helping out. I was first, so like summers, I, I really didn't have any summers. You know, I was like, get your ass up, you're gonna go to the store with me. Like after school, when I was going to high school, I was like get your ass to the store. On Saturdays, I had games because I was playing soccer. Mm. Like come to the store right after mm. Sunday. But it never made you like you never got sick of soccer. Never. And all that. Never. Never. See, there, there's that, there's the key element to it, right? Because if your dad, or if, it, if for some reason something goes wrong and you hate that sport, then all of a sudden, yeah, you know, that's gonna be. You really, know what's really funny, hard. dude? Like that's one of now that I have two daughters, mm. um, and that's my fear now with my girls. You know, and my missus gave me, she kind of put me in my place not too long ago because my little one wasn't having it bro yeah she was not she's like i would beg her every season i'm like dude can you play soccer this year she was like no <laughs> I'm like please can you play soccer she's like no i told you i don't right. want to play soccer and she sat me down one day she's like you need to stop yeah. because she's gonna have soccer in her life for her entire life mm. god willing and you don't want her to hate it mm. and i'm like damn okay no, but that she, yeah, but she she, she was wise to me, say bro. that because like one hundred percent, and it just 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 occurred to me right now. Like I came to soccer out of protest because my pops was pushing baseball and I wasn't having it at all. He came from a baseball family. My dad didn't play soccer. I had no soccer in my family. Like my immediate, my mom and my dad, cousins and stuff were playing. But he pushed me right playing baseball, playing baseball, and I just was like, dude, I fucking hate baseball. It's so boring. I like I hate everything about this. I'm just gonna go join the soccer team, you know? Like, see my cousin's playing, I'm just gonna go play soccer. And I, like, completely, you know, went the other direction, and now it's, like, obviously my life, right? So, that's interesting, because you can't push things too hard you on can't. kids, right? You can't, especially when, you know, we're fortunate enough to be in a position where, hopefully, if we do things right, we can pass this on generationally. And, yes, sir. And we don't want to, we don't, we want, we want our kids to come in and want to work and grow our business, you know? Yeah. Um, so yeah, so I've, we're, now I'm real conscious about it, and, and I kind of think about that all the time with my kids, man. Like, I just want them to love the game, For sure. you know? I want them to love the game, I want them to, because we see it so much, man. Unfortunately, in our business, kids are kind of deflated after a bit. Yeah. You know, they, they lose their love for the game at a really young age, and, and I just, I feel like that's, that's really unfortunate for whatever reason, right? It could be a coach, it could be a parent pushing, a parent that's yeah. pushing them too much, or a whatever the situation may be. With, yeah. Yeah. Um, I never, I, I don't want to see that, you know. Yeah. I just want to see kids that want to play the game, man, right, or enjoy right. the game, you know. Because you don't necessarily have to play the game to enjoy the game, to no, love the game, sure. you yeah. know. And set on our example of that, man, for yeah. sure. Like, yeah, you know, it's funny because I, because I also know people who only play and they don't watch. Mm. Like, I got several friends who just like don't follow yeah, the game. Right. I'm like, come to a game at LAFC. Like, I don't know, but they play in Sunday league. Yeah, right, right. So yeah, you, you don't. There's no rules for how to be involved. Right? Right. And that I think that's one of the. Like to your point, that's one of the yeah. biggest phenomenon that I've I've seen with LAFC, bro, is how many people are there that really don't know what's going on, but they fucking care. Right, right. Like they fucking care. Oh, for sure. You know, like they are screaming and yelling and pushing the team, and they might not know what formation the team's playing. No. They might not know half the players on the field. They might not know who's playing right back as opposed to left back. Left back. Yeah. They might not know the right call for an offside. Right. Mm-hmm. But does that mean they care more than you and I who know all that stuff strategically? 
it, not at all. Yeah. I would venture to say that they care more. Yeah. Because they they care they genuinely only care about the team winning or losing. Right. That's it. It's very black and white. Yeah. Or, or even just the expression of of song and yes. and activity through it, right? Because yes. sometimes it's like it, even the result might not be that important to them. Because I, I know I've had friends and people I've met who just don't even come from sports backgrounds. Right. So like sports is kind of. A weird thing for them, they were attracted to the culture. Right. And they were attracted yeah. to the to the movement, right? And to the just the sheer like heart palpitating energy coming out of it. And that drew them in. So they're just like, eh, win, lose, right back, and left yeah. back, you know, right, playoffs, right. non playoffs. They're just like in. Yeah. They feel something. That's the beautiful thing about it. It's just like the, the thing about the, the the native human truth is that we recognize energy regardless of where we go. We talked about a lot of how concerts or specific musical acts can elicit this kind of passion for it. It, it feels it feels more like that when we're at the bank. But like at the heart of supporters culture is yes football first, and we say that. But at the heart of even football first is just just genuine things that maybe not even relate to football is like community. It really is like having a safe place where the kids can just hang out and play and do something that's not so serious and like. And cultivating that culture where everyone feels safe enough, where um, and safe enough and um, happy enough to really express themselves in a way, you know. And that's what it it always boils down to, regardless of if we, you guys have been following League of Mags or even um, European soccer for so long. It's just like at the the core truth why we all bond to those one team is because we can all be here as a community together, yeah, right? And, and you feel some type of way, right? right, right Maybe right. some of it's unexplainable. Maybe no, some, it's some also of it like just, yeah. like human beings by nature is are very tribal. Yeah, right. Heck so yeah. like when you see people of same minded, same minded people, you you are naturally attracted to them. You know? Yeah, and oh, that's yeah. what I think is has been phenomenal about what LAFC's been able to to accomplish here in such a short span of time is like they've built a community out of literally nothing. Mm. You know, literally nothing because there's no history there. There's right, not. Right, right. There's nothing to tat to latch onto. Like right, right. there's, this club is so new, and there's people like there's supporters that care about it. Like they've cared about it. Like if their dad and their dad's dad and their dad's dad dad cared about it, you For know. Sure. And it's like to be able to to build that, to build that. Right. Not just manufacture, but to build it. It's. I mean, it is. It's phenomenal, dude. Yeah. I, and and that's what I appreciate so much about it. About it is the fact that it's. It's so unique to LA too. Mm. The way it's it's been built that it's. It's awesome, man. You know. Yeah, like it's even cool. for it's even really for cool. you seeing the game as long as you have, yeah. it sort of surprised right. you, right? Yeah, absolutely, man. You know, because, you know, we we've been lucky to be involved with, you know, the club since since the beginning. You know, I mean, we were involved in in logo ideation dude like we saw the first iteration of the logo and yeah. we gave feedback on that and obviously we have a great relationship with the club and, and, and the executives and um, so it just all started as a concept we gave feedback about how we thought the ne- the first two years should go yeah um, you've had that you guys have had on uh, at least the uh the Pico location near near K-Town, you guys have had the, the LAFC logo and being kicking off and, yeah. in, in, you know, just yeah. for a year before the kit launch, yeah. you know, yeah. and just that was a presence already in the community, it's especially how important the Pico is the lifeblood yeah. and everything, you know, yeah. like, it's been there. Yeah, so it's 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 awesome, man. I, I'm, I'm so happy for not only supporters of LAFC, but for the city of LA, man, mm. because we, we have shown up huge, and I, I mean, I know this is an LAFC podcast, but you know the city of LA and its other MLS team. Like, we are a, we are in the global conversation. Yes. Stop right there. 
LA is a focal point of global football. It's LA, it's London, it's Madrid, it's Milan. And if you want to throw another one, Buenos Aires, Rio. But Los Angeles is in that conversation now, man. Okay. And that is huge. Yeah. That is huge. The fact that global eyes are on our city because we have two really good football teams that have a distaste for each other, <laughs> that have fan bases that are passionate about their respective clubs. Mm-hmm. Bro, that is fucking beautiful. Right. That is beautiful, you know? No, it's I, beautiful. You know, it gives me chills. It honestly gives me chills because I've been lucky enough to be at some of the most important derbies in the world, you know? And it's like that passion. I Honestly, I would never think that that passion that I saw at a City United match would ever be replicated here. Right. Yeah. And I was always very optimistic about LA. Mm. Always, always. And it's like, dude, that shit is here now. Mm. Right. 100% it's here now. Yeah, and it kind of happened out of nowhere. Dude, it's just like popped up, yeah. right? We just don't like each other. <laughs> yeah. Wait, but you know hold on, hold on. I, th- I think we, I want to get into that. I want to get into that topic <laughs> and everything. But why don't, we, why don't we give the folks a quick break here and we'll, and we'll jump back into it. Yeah. Hey, take a quick break, listeners. <laughs> Fuckers. Pour your Hennessy. We're back here with FCFC Pod. We're here with Luis from Nikki Sports. Um, from a personal standpoint, I, I really met Luis um, kind of during the World Cup cycle last year when um, him and Ben, again, shout out to LFC, Ben, Ben Chi. What up, Chi? Uh, who him and Luis have been planning this um, pop-up for the World Cup around FC Dorsum inside Chapman Plaza, which if anyone knows Koreatown at all, right now is kind of at the heartbeat of, I mean, I hate to talk freaking hipster ass, the burgeoning restaurant scene and drinking scene in K-Town, but it really has become- <laughs> But fuck that Starbucks. Right, fuck that Starbucks. Wait, That's, did they bring a Starbucks in there? Yeah, yeah, bro, oh, fuck no that way. Starbucks. No, it's there, it's there. there. I'm sure it's doing fucking On the west, dollars. what, what the, the west corner? Bro, we don't no, know. Right in the center, right? Yeah, yeah. like you. Oh, right in the they took. They they made a they made a Korean coffee. So shop. So there were two like. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they made a Korean coffee shop, which which should coffee go out of business. So I mean, that's. Yeah. Well, there were two in there. There were two cafes. Curiosity and there was another one in the corner. Yeah. Starbucks Sorry, I had to, I had to jump into that tangent right there because <laughs> no, no, no. that kind of hit me a little hard too. But. Well, that was. I think at the heart of it was, um, it wasn't a huge space, but from what Ben and um, and Nikki's put together, there was, man. World Cup jerseys, Asian Cup jerseys, all South Korean jerseys up there. One of the last remaining shops that stocked the Nigeria kit after it had been sold out everywhere. Yeah. Koreatown, I mean, that pop, pop-up shop was one of the last times you can cop the home and away kit for Nigeria. And they were just hosting this kind of... There's an FC Dorsum, uh, Nikki's uh, sports collaboration, World Cup kits, and, and it was their whatever collection they dropped. Can you guys drop another collection? I don't have any more fucking clothes. Anyway, well, I, yeah, well, I think you, think you might me, get there. But hey. why don't you tell people what Dorsum is? Because some people might not be FC Dorsum is a streetwear brand um, that takes their inspiration from football culture. It's a false football club. Uh, but yeah, uh, uh, our friend who we fucking bring up way too much... <laughs> In this pod, uh, Benji. Come on, the pod, Benji. Uh, yeah, 
Yeah, we'll talk to your HR about that. <laughs> um, Benchy, our boy Kudo, who's up in, in um, Portland, designing for Nike. Jeremy. Um, and our our friend Jeremy, who bakes cookies inside of trees for <laughs> his, his day job. Um, he'll probably never listen to this pod, so I'm talking shit. Um, but anyways, they, they created this brand. Um, they did their first pop-up in uh, um, France during the Euro Cup. But wasn't it Seoul first? No, France first, first then Seoul. Uh, I was with them in Seoul. That, that's and you remember me it? Huh? And you remember it? <laughs> yeah, the only one that might not remember it is fucking Medina because he almost died like flipping over a rail. Shout out Medina. Yeah. We heard what that up, Farklo? <laughs> Um, Shout out to the kicks of the pitch episode. Go back and listen yeah, to that. Run so, that I mean, back. That, that's another thing with Nikki's in general is they're not just, you know, like in, like you said, it's more than kits. You guys, uh. full, like as a store, um, your identity was the whole culture. Right. So, yeah, tell us how, how those types of things came about. Like, I, yeah, I think it's it's important because like, like we've all been to like soccer branded events, right? Where it's like. It, it's really the bare minimum, right? They'll have the kits for sale, and it really is just an excuse to sell the kids. And sure, like, I'm sure Ben and Dorsum and even TSG push push a lot of product in that day. But man, you walk into that 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 pop up store in Chapman, you're like, oh, this is just like a love letter to fucking football and global yeah. culture and World Cup, and we're just happy to be a part of it. But it gave, it's this weird access that you get only can get with a with someone from this neighborhood, right. with a store from this neighborhood who's, no. who's like-minded in that in that thinking. And- um, You're in my head, bro. Yeah, bro, just tell me this about- This was like, like me, tell us about 2018. Hell yeah, dude, walk, walk us through. I mean, it's it's only four years and so it's momentous, but it's like people have have, have, have struck out when they've tried to do something cool around it, right? Yeah, man, listen, I, I, I've been a proponent of, of football culture for a while and I've been pushing it both in our stores and, and trying to get the brands to understand the impact that football has on culture in general mm. for a long time. And I think now they're trying to, they're starting to see it, right? Right, right. Because there's not, there's not one sport globally that has the impact on culture that football does. Yeah. Not one, not one. And if you want to go down the list, you can, right? Like the high top shoes that Balenciaga selling for fucking $1,500 started in football. When was the last time you saw a rapper wear, or a hip hop artist wear a basketball jersey? Or a football jersey? Mm. Or a baseball jersey? Yeah, right? Jay-Z did that. What are they wearing, bro? Soccer kids, They're wearing football soccer kids. kids. Yeah. They're wearing football kids all the time, yeah. right? So like, all this inspiration that football gives to just culture in general, there's no other sport that can duplicate that. It's mm. not even close. It's not even close, with all respect. Maybe the only one that has a chance is basketball. Yeah. But right. not even then. Not even then. And Jordan is the only thing that can kind of replicate it. Right, yeah. Right. And you're seeing that kind of crossover right now because Jordan 100%, wants to get into the football market. 100%. Yeah. PSG, right? Yeah. So I've been a proponent of that for a long time. And, and we've done that in our stores. Like, that's why we carry the stuff that we carry is because I know and we know as a brand, as a company, that football kits are sick mm. and they look fly with jeans and sneakers. <laughs> that shit ain't complicated, bro. Yeah, yeah. Like, you want to look dope? You want to put on a dope-ass jersey? some sick ass jeans and some sick ass kicks and you're good right you can go anywhere with that shit right i don't care where it is you can go anywhere you can go to the mall you can go to a movie you can go on a date you can go wherever you want but you can also do all the things you just said in pretty much any country 100 percent, right there's no like boundaries to that shit right. this shit is that shit is global right that shit is global it's a language in itself right 100 percent. so obviously i have a lot of respect for 
creatives in general, mm. right? And and I'll you know Ben, Jeremy, and Q. Like I love those guys, mm. man. Like they the stuff they do to me is like it's super fresh and it's super dope and it's super authentic to LA. Mm. And I would if they if they weren't super authentic to LA, I would have never done that pop up space with them. Mm. I would have done it by myself. Right. You know, we would have had just a Nikki store, and it would have been fine. We would have had events. But do people do people come at you with like just these brands now that everyone wants to get involved with some like super inauthentic ideas and they're just like yeah man we want to work with you and you're just like you just have to you know well now it's like backwards right because this is the one thing that really frustrates me about like our business and our sport is that our sport is the first one that gets bastardized right so soccer kits are cool fuck give them to everybody put them in Foot Locker mm. put them in fucking Dicks put them everywhere. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it, Jordans are cool, but if I wanted to sell Jordans, you know what they're gonna tell me? You can't get them. Get the fuck out of here, yeah. you know? And like we, like our sport is the only one that just gets fucking poured out to everybody just to turn a buck, and that that really really bothers me. And I've and I've expressed that to everybody that I come in contact with because that's not cool. Right. Like we've been building not just us, but like our channel, our retail channel, right. have been building this shit up for a long time, and when it becomes famous. You guys fucking open it to everybody, yeah. and when they don't want it anymore, you just fucking close it up, mm. and we're we're left to pick up the pieces yeah, yeah, yeah. and try to rebuild it. To use like a weird sneaker in terms like Nikes here is tier zero kind of retail. Like that's in, in terms of the product they should be getting, the products and the access they're getting. And we but, do though. Yeah, exactly. I, I want to. I don't want to. I don't want to not sound like ungrateful for what we get because we get. We we are very thankful for every opportunity we get right. with our brand, with our partner brands we get all the limited edition drops we get all the edition, like super super limited edition stuff like we have some stuff coming out very soon with somebody with, with LAFC that's fresh as fuck that um, I hope you guys are excited about you heard it, it first here guys it's it's sick um, I'm super excited about this project as a Nikki's rewards member, I'm very excited. <laughs> We've got Me some too. really big things coming in the summer with player appearances and oh, team yeah. appearances. So like, I don't want to sound ungrateful on that end because we are super grateful about our relationships that we built with the brands, right? Exactly. But you built. We the built reason it. why you're here is because you spend the time and the effort and the creativity to be there. One hundred percent. And we've exactly. taken risks. Exactly. You know, like, I don't know how many soccer shops aside ours you've been in, but. And, I, and this is not no disrespect to most soccer shops, yeah. but they're not the nicest shopping experience. Hmm. For sure. Right. And I don't know if you, how many of you guys have been into other shops, but they're not the nicest shopping experience. They're like, pretty bare bones, everything, right? I mean, well, I, it's I, very I compact say, and yeah. it's very like it's not a good. It's everything's on top of each other and it's not a very good visual representation. Sure. Right? I I will say one day I was in I was in a rush in my Griffith Park League and, and I cheated on Vermont us? and I cheated on these guys <laughs> and I went to Pepe's. Which is like, I think they might have multiple locations, I'm yeah. not really sure. Um, and Pepe's is like, I remember going to soccer stores in Las Vegas when I was a kid. Like when I would visit friends and we were like be playing games out there. Um, or like, there's like a d- default soccer store like experience where you go in and it's like, yeah, everything's kind of falling on you and things are hidden behind things. And there's just like, it's just not, you can tell that there was no care or consideration given to like a lot of the aspects of it. And like, look. I got, you know, got my balls, got out of there, but, like, the lady was, like, super rude to me, and, like, just the whole experience was kind of garbage, right? So, like... I mean, that's a good term to use. It's a default experience. It's a default. shopping experience. That's, that's true of and, most retail. And right. it's, I think... And that's not even a big corporation. That's my point. That's not, like, yeah, some, yeah. like, multinational thing, like, where I'm just treated like a number. That's just, like, the nature of certain sports retail. Um, and I don't sure. think it's exclusive to soccer either. But, 
look, like, going into their stores and, like, if I bring up even, like, the online purchasing experience from, like, remember, like, uh, so what was it? Soccer, soccer.com? What was it? What was that? Eurosport? Do you remember Soccer. Eurosport? Com, no, yeah. And Eurosport? Like, these, like, that, that's how I'd get a lot of my, my stuff that I'd order, like, online and, like, even like trying to shop that way was always so challenging versus like being able to go into a store like this. So like, I mean, I'm like rambling at this point, but it, like you do, you do a lot of the online stuff too, right? We do online, think yeah, yeah, online. You guys do online, you do offline. And like, I'm sure app. for Download both. our app. Yeah, but, but I'm sure for both, you're trying to like create some sort of like unified experience. That yeah. like those who can't come into the Nikki yeah. store at least can. 100%. And I think that's a big, the, you know, for sure, that's a big focus for us this year. Mm -hmm. Is how do we merge our digital platforms with our brick and mortar platforms? Mm -hmm. um, it's a challenge for sure. Uh, we need we understand the need to go um, digital and, and the importance it plays in retail in general. Uh, but we also, you know, we're very confident in our brick and mortar stores, man. Yeah. You know, and like, you guys have it's up to like nine. It's eight. eight. We have eight locations. Yeah. Um, yeah. Talk to us more about the the brick and mortar experience of even the pop up though. Like, how, where did that come from, and how did that come about? Dude, it was, I was sitting at quarters with Ben <laughs> and Jeremy, and I said, we should do a fucking pop-up in this fucking space. Yeah. It was that. Huh. And he's like, dude, are you serious? You know Ben, right? He's like, dude, are you serious? <laughs> and I'm like, spot on. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> like, dude, we should do it. And he's like, stop fucking with me. I'm like, no, no, I think we should do it. This was like early 2018. Mm. And then he hit me up. He's like, dude, I, like around March, April, he's like, dude, oh, okay, honestly, do you really want to do this? I'm like, okay, let's sit down, me, you, Kudo, and Jeremy, let's yeah. figure this thing out. And the one thing that I really wanted to do was create something. When you're from LA, you know how amazing this city is and the pockets of the city are, mm. right? But there is not, in my opinion, this is just my opinion, there's not a more amazing pocket of the city than K-Town hey. right mm. now. And that's just because my Korean brethren are here, but <laughs> it's true. Like I've obviously I've grown up around that part of the city for mm. a long time. I've had Korean barbecue since I was freaking nine years old. Hey. I love that thing my life. Um, but there's that is the most dynamic part of the city right now. Yeah, the amount of like just like good food, bars, karaoke spots, hey, coffee shops, boba places. Like it's just amazing right now. So people people come to hang out. People call me yeah, 100%. Yeah. Like that Chapman Plaza, like you get there on a Friday night at 8 p.m., good luck, bro. Yeah. Like you ain't sitting down till 11. That's the village whore right there. <laughs> Everyone goes in and bro, out that bitch. But you sit down, you grub, and you drink, and you're happy. Like no one's mad. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you know what it's about. So we just wanted to have that type, we wanted to provide that type of experience during the World Cup in that space. Mm. Because we've been, we've been in and around that area for a while now. Right, I mean, right, our right. Pico store has been open for 30 plus years. So. You know, but we wanted to be closer to it. We wanted to be right in the heart of K Town. Mm. Right. So it was it was a pretty simplistic idea, but it executed. Happened, you know? it and we just right. did it. And then obviously, I mean, you guys know, Kudo's a fucking mad genius. Yeah, for sure, dude. And that guy fucking set it up, and you're like, holy shit, yep, dude, mad it's scientist. Like, fucking mind blown, bro. Like visually, it was unbelievable. Yeah. So I'm really proud of that project, dude. I got hit up a lot that summer by the bigger brands. They're like, dude, we should have done something with you there. I mm, yeah. <laughs> thought I was fucking around. Like, this shit is dope. Yeah, you know? yeah. like, obviously, their budget had gone and everything. So, yeah, yeah. Um, but it was it was great, man. I was so happy we did it. So, what are what are some of your favorite like events and pop ups and things like that that you've done in the history of Nikki's outside of the, the Thorson pop up? Dude, you're talking about 
he, he, I'm gonna give you guys a little history about, and this might surprise you, maybe it won't. We were the first, we were the only and first US account that trialed me Adidas footwear like 20, 15 years ago. Whoa. And we did it with soccer. 15 years ago. Jeez. Probably even more than that. <laughs> so Adidas came to us and said, we have this new concept where you can make your food, your, your boot from scratch. <laughs> we'll, we'll measure your foot. Uh, well, you can create the colors on the screen and in four to six weeks you get your shoe delivered and we want to try it with you. We're like, fuck, perfect, mm -hmm. right? We'll do it. So we did it at our 7th Street location, our Pico location, and our Gardens location at that time. Mm -hmm. Three locations. Adidas came back to us and said, if we get 50 orders, it's fucking phenomenal. We got 180 orders Shh. out of those three locations. We were packed, jammed. It's that was crazy. the first me Adidas like trial in the country shut up wow. swear to god i mean True this is story, huge bro. Bro. for any any real like retail heads here, like or brand heads like the customization aspect no and obviously they have like, this whole gigantic yeah. platform that you can do whatever the hell you want with it right. you know but i'm no not saying entry like into that no it's like, i'm not saying that we obviously they would have probably done it anyways because they're a massive corporation mm -hmm. but like i think they saw like what the fuck wait a second like there's something here yeah, yeah, yeah you know and obviously now it's just part of their their strategy and their business right. so that one was really cool uh having neymar at our santa monica location mm -hmm. like that was super dope yeah what was the energy around that night or that day pre-Barcelona uh, during Barcelona during but pre-PSG rather yeah. pre-PSG yeah. mm. so uh, that was that was crazy um, it, it was quick like Nike came to us like three weeks before he came into town and said uh, do you want to do an install with Neymar and I said uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah that'd be dope we were like breaking our heads like we don't want to do a regular in-store because there's not really an experience there mm. like we want the people that are lucky enough to get there to have a good experience with him mm. somewhat yeah. obviously as much as you can because he is Neymar and he's this global icon yeah so we came up with this concept about creating a local getting a local artist which was Kudo mm. uh, creating a name and number set selling X amount of jerseys and you pick oh, them up yeah. at our shop uh, for a surprise event in which Neymar delivered the box to you. you I know? saw that from afar and I was so fucking jealous. Of yeah, yeah, yeah. So we, we put them up online. We said, hey, listen, this is a limited edition print. You'll pick it up at a special event. There was only like 50 jerseys. We sold them like in two hours. So people showed up. And yeah. they kind of, at that point, because they knew Neymar was in LA, he, like it was all over social media at that right, point. Right. <laughs> he had done sneak uh, complex, sneaker shopping. He had yeah, been yeah. like TMZ, had him everywhere. Yeah. Um, I, kind of, I think they kind of knew, but it, I, everyone still had a good... Good, uh, good experience. I did a and a with him for like five minutes. Yeah. He was chilling upstairs in our Santa Monica store watching the NBA Finals game. It was like game four. <laughs> Warriors, Cavs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like we put it on because I knew he was a huge basketball fan. So I'm like, dude, just because he was going to be in and out. I'm like, put the basketball game on. He'll stay. <laughs> he'll stay for sure. Because he ain't going to want to leave, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, and sure enough, so, so that one was good. That's awesome. Uh, 2014 was amazing at our 7th Street store. Nike took over the whole space mm. and we launched uh, the, the Superfly which is now a staple mm -hmm. and the Obra which is now a staple and we were the first retailer that had a freaking line at the door waiting for for shoes to drop yeah. it's just a lot man it's a lot you know we've been, we've been very uh, lucky to have just so many events to have you know? 
It was wild. Oh, so many people came out opening yeah. night, bro. That thing was so you, good. You had the LFC supporters come through, yeah. and for Fernie and, and Sal were there, and know for, for sure. And just like it felt, it, you can only get that when when a company like yours really trust in, in local football culture you know and that's well, I that's, appreciate that that's, no that's but and you're like kind of ahead of this at this and like when you were in New York did they was there like these kind of things with soccer brands or at like at soccer stores or with stuff like that like when you were growing up um no you know it's it's very similar to I think like the the Dick Sporting Goods or whatever like we had a couple of huge conglomerate chains who who try to be that and then every once in a while you had the player signing but it never felt like a page out of, uh, out of culture or something like that, right? It was very much transactional. Yeah. You, you'd go in, if you were lucky enough to be one of the first hundred to stand in line, you'd get a signature. But other than that, there was never a shop to hang out at. There was never a shop to actually talk about what I wanted to talk about. And so even when Nike was making their big push during the World Cups, I remember in, um, I think now you're seeing more brands in the same ilk of like Dorsum, like even like um, Nowhere FC out in Chinatown, right? Who are doing some really cool stuff with like, AS Roma and like all those guys who are, are, are making this more of a, a a cultural experience but it really is like no one's really been a part of that community for a while like it, it's wild because even when we're going to the, the NYCFC away day someone showed me the the Boca Juniors restaurant in uh, in Queens and I was like oh that's fucking cool like I'm sure but it, the pockets that are alive here are very much alive there I'm sure they've been going off for a while but it hasn't really reached mass appeal in New York right. for sure well and like what's interesting about you guys' stores and your ability to sort of do these events maintain a family business right like uh, at no point did you guys become like a massive corporation there's not Nikki's in Arkansas right or like whatever it didn't ever you know do that and you're able to kind of like keep this your universe somewhat contained enough to where you can still do things like this yeah. you have the flexibility to like up and do a you know, just because you feel like doing a, a pop-up in Chapman Plaza, you can do that. Yeah. But, like, you know, like, surviving through that period, like, was it ever... I know, like, when the... I'm, I'm always uh, going to be a history nerd, but, like, after, like, this... You know, your dad started getting success with the store, and, like, <coughs> you had, like... I don't, like, I don't even think Sports Chalet exists anymore. Is there still Sports Chalet around? Like, Sports Chalet, I remember when Real Madrid came with Beckham. They like, had a store. You remember that? Like, in the uh, arena. Dick swallowed Sports Chalet, which oh, is whoa, a funny sentence. <laughs> yeah. Hey. DJ. Hey. Pod, brother. Dick swallowed Sports Chalet. <laughs> Take you to the limit. He's actually not... You're not even talking to him. It was potty mouth. No, I'm trying <laughs> to make it sound potty, though. <laughs> but, I'm still thinking about it. That. You know, that was like an event where... Uh, yeah, I remember I was a student at the time, and you know it was it was exactly what Josh was talking about in terms of like transactional. It was like, you know, it, you might as well be in a corporate office building in there. You know, there's not there's not a lot of distinguishing like factors, right? Yeah. But for you guys, was there ever a point where like either you wanted to keep growing faster, or like you you know like I, I sort of marvel at the fact that you guys can have eight stores. I guess how much of it is intentional, and how much was there ever decisions like you know what? Like, let's just keep being us and, like, decide to do our thing or, like... You guys are, like, the in and out of Talk to me a little bit about shows. that, especially, Ooh, dude, especially dude, like... that is... That would be the most flattering thing. Yeah. Say, Thank you. That's, that's a, hey, that's a, that's a good... That. That's a good... That's a good comparison, um, yeah. Good comp. You, you know, the one... Good I, I would say this, that, you know, I think we're, we're very aware of who we are. Mm -hmm. uh, we are a family-ran business that started in Los Angeles in 1986 that is specialized in soccer specialty. And we're never going to lose sight of that. No matter what happens in the com to our company in the next 10, 15 years, not not as long as as, as I'm around and, and we're in charge, mm -hmm. like it's it's just not going to happen. Right. You know, and we have we've had a lot of 
questions from our from our retail brand partners like why don't you expand outside of LA you know and I'm like if I'm if we're doing good in LA you're gonna hear about us everywhere right so I, we need to make sure that we're doing good in LA because mm-hmm. this is it, it, this is just my opinion and mm-hmm. a lot of people call me a homer fine I'm a homer I don't care <laughs> LA is the most important soccer market in the world period I don't care we play soccer 365 days a year we have two really good professional football teams we have a culture that lives for football day in and day out we have the most important people in the world living in the city we have the most important brands in the world setting flags in the city google facebook snapchat whatever you want to call it they're all youtube they're all they all can't wait to get to la they all can't wait to buy footprints in LA. yeah yeah you know, right? you know what I mean? They all can't wait to open offices in L.A. L.A. is the most important football city in the world. And I will repeat that till they believe me. Mm-hmm. And they will believe me. And they will see it for themselves. You know, it's not... This isn't hyperbole, bro. This is, this is fact. This is fact. Because as much as great as those other cities are, you can't sure. participate in football 365 days a year. You just can't. It's impossible. Here we can. All right, 355. We get... <laughs> Eight to ten rain days of the year. Shout out the rain. Yeah, <laughs> stay away. Shout rain. out the rain this weekend, especially. Stay away. Yeah, yeah. but I mean, yeah. I think that touches on what you're touch- what you're talking about before was like touch on that real quick. touch on that. I'm gonna touch on that. <laughs> Thank- thanks, Ray. For Shout out, Ray. We gonna keep touching on it. <laughs> but it really is. You're talking about LA being one of the most important global cities. The, now, the most, most important global cities. cities. Way and, more um, important than New York. But it was. <laughs> I agree with that. I agree with that. You shouldn't but, be offended by that because that's no, true. I agree with that. I'm here. I'm here for a reason. But it's all the global cities listed, you know, whether it be Milan or England or Madrid, or whatever. And these guys, I think even from the past episodes I've been learning, just like even when they went to Dortmund in Germany, who are the most hard-edged fucking steel-working colonies of the world. And they sat these guys down and they sat down with supporters and they were trying to like feel them out. That's even from uh, what we were talking about We're Rich before. was just like, they were just... Because their perception is still that it at first was still the Hollywood nature of LA, right? But from what they sat down, what they sat down with, and what they learned from our supporters and from our FO, even it was just the, like our staff. They don't like staff. FO anymore. Our staff was that LA has been about football culture since day one. One hundred percent. And it took a weekend for Dortmund in Germany, a steel working town, was become this become elevated into this football icon right over the past decades right to to recognize that but it, it took a weekend for them to sit down and see with people like 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 you Luis who were just like they're about this they're so serious about this they care 1000 percent about this there's no doubt in my mind and that's when really I think you and Rich was talking about a partnership there but it really is that that acceptance in the a football culture city is LA is that way because we've always been that way and that's what you've been always been about. that way yeah. and that's you know being from LA, that's what bothers me a lot, man. It's like Jonathan Gold said this in his documentary. He's like, Shout out to Gold. Go watch that shit. Great documentary. Yeah. Go watch it. He's like, everyone has an idea of what LA is when they're not from here. Yeah. Mm. They have no fucking clue, man. You know, like LA is everything they think plus a thousand. Yeah, for sure. Like this city has everything you could want and more. Oh, yeah. everything from every aspect from culinary art music film sport like it's got everything at the highest level right so when people come to your point the Dortmund the Dortmund's team right when they came when they came and they made that friendly at the bank and it was sold out 
their fucking minds were blown, bro. Like, they couldn't believe that shit was actually happening Hell in yeah. L.A. Because they have this perception of L.A. of just being... Hollywood. A ho- being Hollywood. We got them, too. You know? They're on the West no, End. No, that's fine. Right. <laughs> I agree. But that, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Like, we have them. Yeah. And that's... It is beautiful that we're able to have exactly. that. And have a mitts, uh, a friendly with Dortmund in the middle of the season mm-hmm. and 22,000 people there. Yeah. But also, like... There's a reason he didn't have that pop up in fucking on Sunset Boulevard or on, on you know somewhere in West Hollywood, right? Right, right. Mm. Because well, on Fairfax, right, where anyone anyone on Fairfax. Like, yeah, there's a reason he had it in Chapman Plaza. Like, it's it's honestly just like a taste thing and like the way that someone's like looking at the city and like realizing, okay, like if I if I go, it, I shouldn't say taste. It's 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 a matter of any sort of like real conversation with someone who's in the city right and if a brand is like oh yeah it's just like you know like just set it up in like you know fairfax whatever it wouldn't have been a memorable experience wouldn't josh wouldn't be talking about we wouldn't be even talking about on the podcast right but like to an extent it takes a little bit of consideration for you to like actually get it especially for outsiders right and and but to be fair i would do a pop-up on fairfax (laughs) but i I think more so like well i was thinking more so like walk of fame like or like 14 14 we're close to doing a pop-up what what a a normal visitor or an outsider from los angeles would come and see on like you know yeah but it meant more that you were in chapman that's 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 the hardest and i appreciate that because sure and and it means a lot hearing from you guys because you know you guys are in that community every day you know what i mean and and so are we with, with our store in pico but um, you know, like I, I, I often tell like our vendors, like when we open a store, we open our store with an, at any new location with an idea of what that community needs, mm. and it belongs to us. But once we open it, it really belongs to the community. Mm-hmm. It really belongs to that community that we opened it because if that community tells us we need to bring in more Mexican teams, right? Yeah, mm. fuck. If we want to survive, we got to bring in more Mexican teams, right. or we need to bring in more turf shoes because we won't sell as many cleated shoes. Yeah, yeah. If we want to survive in that community and service that community the right way, mm-hmm. we have to bring in more turf shoes. That's incredible. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's really, the stores become whatever the community needs. And the communities are that different, right? They're 100% store. different. Mm-hmm. They're 100 and, But that's the beautiful thing about L.A., dude, mm-hmm. that each part of L.A. is its own mini city in this big-ass metropolis. Yeah. You know, like to your point, our store in Santa Monica is really different than our store in Long Beach. And our store in Long Beach is different than the one in Bell Gardens. And the one in Bell Gardens is different than the one in downtown. And the one in downtown is different than the one in Koreatown. And the one in Koreatown is different than the one in Lancaster and so on. You know what I mean? Each community, each store has its unique way of going about business and servicing that community. If we don't service that community, we're going to fucking fail. Right. We're going to be gone. We're going to be done. We're going to be done. And I know that for, for practice, for practical sake, because like, I've been there getting TSG footy jerseys printed, right? At the same time, there's like a... Like new a, drop alert. New drop alert. And just, just like a, f- a six-year-old kid walking in to, to play on his Sunday, like, is like, is, is like league stuff. And I'm like side by side with them. And like, y'all are serving exactly what the 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 six and a half, four and a half mile radius of, of, of Pico, um, that Pico location really, really needs. It's just like... I'm talking to Jorge in the back and be like, I need these letters uh-huh. like this. And then the the kid, and at the same time, the kids over there like looking at a Barca jersey and looking at cleats you can afford. And I was like, that's that's incredible. But you guys really take into account exactly what the people are asking for in that area, which is exactly what you touched on. And listen, awesome. we don't get it, and we don't get it right all the time. You know, like we, listen, we I wish we would bat a thousand. 
know but it's impossible you know sure. but as long as as people know that we're putting in the effort to try to represent them the best way that we can right that's all we can do right you know we've we're a small family business with limited resources and we're trying to do the best that we can Okay. And at the end of the day, like that's that's all we can do. Just try our best, because football doesn't. Football is beautiful in that it doesn't discriminate. Mm. Like you're in there getting your jersey, and that kid is getting in there. Six year old kid is in there because he needs shin guards, and then there's another guy that's trying to buy a Barca jersey for the weekend's game. Mm. And you're all in the same place. Yeah. Just oh, yeah. because you love a fucking round ball that goes into a net. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. It's it. Football is so beautiful in its simplicity, yeah. and that's what makes it such a uh, such an attractive thing to everybody, man. Oh, yeah, man. You know, and that's and, and LA is it's the perfect place for it. It's the perfect backdrop for it. It's the perfect backdrop for it. There's never gonna be another city that takes some football like LA does. Yeah. Some cities might think they love it more, and and I understand it. You know, there's never gonna be another city that adapts to football like LA adapts to football. Yeah, never. Shout out to Mexican and Salvadorian fans. Everybody, <laughs> Let's homie. be real. And not That's only where Mexican and Salvadorian. No, but the fucking Guatemala. watch parties in Koreatown, yes. bro. Yeah. Yes. Come on. Yeah, Come on. The, the Salvadorian, Koreans, everybody, both Brazilians, Argentinians. Old Europeans yelling at the TV. Yes. It's true. Everything. Yes. It's a lot so more we do have a bigger it's multi It's beautiful. It's beautiful, man. It brings the city together, man. Yeah. yeah. It brings the city together. And, like, the Korean, the Korean watch parties at the plaza. Yeah. Bro, I think that's a thing of beauty, bro. Yeah, it's a man. thing of beauty. The 2002 World Cup kind of changed everything for us. Everything, yeah. you know? It's amazing, yeah. man. And Sam said something to me at the last watch party, which I've been thinking about a lot. It's like, that exactly at the Korean watch parties at the lawn. Dude, how sick would it be to have a AFC oh, watch party on that lawn, man? And then... Good luck trying to make, get make it happen, bro. Make it happen, bro. Bro, honestly, it's 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 a it's a it's a money thing for Koreans yeah. at that point. But it's at to that point, like we we just had a dope watch party, and I think this is something from my East Coast experience was like, regardless of if the tribal thing you're talking about before, the tribal thing out east is very still much I think, um, and it's probably out here too, but it's still very much ethnic groups, racial groups, congregating with one another, right? And especially like there's such great pockets even. Russian support of of English support of Argentinian support and, um, but LA I think affords this opportunity especially with LAFC to have something that we're talking about tribal and the, the tribal that keeps coming up it's the black and gold right everyone that's involved in Los Angeles in its uh, in its uh, in its love for LA can become this this thing together and you know why not I think that's that's the cool thing it's like we've outgrown every other spot I think this is the this is the, the pinnacle moment would we have Having a black and gold rally and uh, on the lawn, Koreatown uh, Radio Korea lawn, man. Oh right. Well, God, Josh dude. is gonna make that happen. When we're gonna take one more break. Oh, yeah. We'll be back with Louis and wrap it up. You're beautiful. You don't get any questions, Luis. <laughs> Sorry, Luis doesn't get any questions. <laughs> That's all good. Uh, FCFC podcast, FSA, FSA. It's tea time with Dweez. You guys know what it is. Tonight we're drinking a little Long Jean, 2019 Long Jean. This shit was plucked like last month, y'all. Hey, hey. Joe, right outside of right outside of Shanghai. About you take a train about an hour, you go see Westlake. It's a big place in China. <laughs> go check out Westlake. Go to Ma- Miao. 
Made Jiawu Village, you can find yourself some nice little fresh... You're such a kind of like dog. Flattened leaves that uh, sort of look she, like paper when they're... She when they're, so when they're yeah, yeah, she, shout out we don't usually drink. We don't usually drink green tea, but I'm drinking this every day. Grandpa style in my cup. For all you people who know what Grandpa style is like, holler at me when I see you. <laughs> it's not nearly as <laughs> good. Yo, no, but straight up, this is... I think this might be my favorite tea out of it the ones we've gotten. And I'm not a big tea guy. Wow. That, was, that was delicious. Got, so, got a little citrus-like tang to it. I don't know what it is. Not citrus, but like... Louis, as you'll see these boys, this this stuff, this is the gift that keeps on giving. I can keep re-steeping it. So I'm just going to keep pulling you up. If you feel like a little bit more, you just leave your cup out. Gonna, if you're I'm all gonna, good. It's like Brazilian churrascaria. Exactly. You go red or green. Exactly. You, it's like churrascaria. Uh, what is it? What is it called? It's a ro, Rodavio or yeah. Rodavio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh man, that brought back some memories. But speaking of memories, this segment we're gonna get into the the football climate in LA right now. Um, probably it's another event that that Nikki Sports threw at their Long Beach location where they had uh, the VP of marketing and of LAFC, Mr. Rich Orozco, um, and branded community. Branded, yeah, uh, and the counterpart of that version of rich in galaxy and they got to sit down and have a debate um tell me a little bit about that event i i, I was able to go that was pretty dope yeah what you think um you know i was like, the moderator yeah uh, i mean the moderator's a little soft-spoken <laughs> you know um didn't really seem too confident out there but no, I love the criticism. no the event was great man like it it's well, it was. We expected more Galaxy supporters to be there to kind of. Yeah, so did we. You know, um, but it was mostly just a room full of LAFC supporters. Yeah. Uh, one Galaxy supporter who ended up throwing on an LAFC cap at the end of the meeting. Yep. Um, tell me how that event came about. So we want to talk. We want to start these talk series because, yeah, like I said that night, we've been lucky enough through our years in, in business to build relationships with some of the most important people in, in football and global football, for mm-hmm. that matter. I've had the idea of, of wanting to do these sit-downs and just talk about culture and football culture in L.A., mm-hmm. period, and, and, and how that resonates with our, our communities and our stores and and our customer base and the people that just follow us in general. Um, and what better way to start than two of the guys that are going to be responsible for a lot of what's happening in f- football in L.A., mm-hmm. you know? And, and Rich and Brendan are, are both both have a lot on their shoulders about how football is going to be viewed and seen and executed in the LA market from a professional standpoint, you know. They were gracious enough to to accept and I felt it was a really good conversation, man. You know, I thought it showed a lot about what each club is about. Mm-hmm. Um, what I love about LA football culture right now is that you have two distinct clubs. Mm-hmm. They both have their own way of doing things. One's about community. One's about billboards. Yep. <laughs> However you want to, but they're but but slim. Honestly, like you might say that, but there is no wrong way about communicating to your fan base. You know what True. I mean? But but honestly, slim, like this this is like I I totally and understand and respect the passion and commitment that you guys have to your club and the way that you guys have gone about it. But there's a lot of people on the other side of town that feel exactly the same way as you guys do. Yeah, and definitely. the way that that club communicates with them doesn't make it any less good or bad. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Mm-hmm. That, to me, was one of the most fascinating things about that night. The fact that the Galaxy are very stern about the fact that, yeah, they've been around for a long time. Mm-hmm. And 
Oh, they've been around since 96. I don't know if you... Well, the year was 96. Yes, they've been around for a while. And, you know, whether... However you want to put this, they have been the most influential club in MLS for the inception of this league. You know, that's... Those are facts. You know, they've got the most most titles. They've had the most iconic players. Those things, you can't just brush them under the rug. Yeah. Disclaimer for me, I'm just a hater, guys. I just enjoy (laughs) enjoy talking shit. So if you take this seriously, that's your fault. (laughs) But you are a supporter and you believe it. You 100% believe it. Yeah, I don't like them. And then that is is 100% okay. Yeah, yeah. You know, so what I'm getting at is that the way the clubs communicate to their supporters, there is no wrong or right way of doing it. It's just different. Yeah. It's just different, and that's okay. So which way do you like better? <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 but this is actually don't do that. No, but this is actually a cool a cool thing because when I was in the Santa Monica store uh, with Nikki, uh, Louis' dad the other day, um, one thing I noticed in their in their store was they had put the Galaxy and the LAFC like uh, I don't even know what you call it the the racks and the all the gear display. right ne- display yeah. that's the word I was looking for right next to each other mm-hmm. and they're like smack dab like yeah. even sort of like kind of even equal treatment um, and I just just I didn't tell them I was a you know I, I cover the club or anything I just kind of asked the person working at the register whoever it was I was just like so why'd you guys like put it next to each other and like who's who's buying more and he's like oh well like this type of person comes in and they buy this and this type of person comes in and, buy, and they buy that and like so what were the types. I mean, off the top of my head, I don't really remember, but like, you know, I remember a guy walking in with a Galaxy jersey on while I was there, mm-hmm. and I didn't see anybody, I only saw that that one customer, I think, walk in, it was like in the middle of the, in the day, and there was somebody else buying boots, but he didn't have a, he and his kid didn't have a, didn't have jerseys on. My point is, like, it's, it's, it's got to be kind of interesting and fun for Nikki's because because I'm part of the mailing list. I think you are too, right, Josh? Like uh, it's just the Nikki's mailing list. So there'll be like player signings for the like, for Galaxy players down at whatever store, and there'll be an event with LAFC somewhere. And it's like for you, it's exciting, right? Because you 100. And and I'm sure like in some ways like Galaxy shirts sales like overall have probably gone up since well, LAFC uh, came. Also, signed him, which is a which is a right, big right. deal. Right, right, um, but like but. Even like, you know, because some people who might have been casual Galaxy fans, like what I would always hope would be like the people who are casually Galaxy fans, like they got, they stepped up when they see LFC, right? Because you want those atmospheres and you want both people to feel pride for their team. And And I think that's been one of the most um, pretty interesting things for me. And I said that 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 night Mm -hmm. before before our our kicking in at Nikki's event um, was that I was really surprised that. Galaxy fans came home and in the numbers that they did because I thought it was going to be naturally because I, I know a few fans mm. that were Galaxy fans were like oh, fuck this is just it's easier for me to get to the new stadium yeah they jumped ship I, I know yeah, a lot of people ship, jumped ship you know yeah. um, but the real Galaxy fans the real ones they came home in big numbers man so I don't know if you guys are aware of this but and this is not obviously this. I'm just giving you guys facts. Hit me with the facts. No, no, no. But last year they 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 broke every record. On as in what? Attendance, jersey sales. Oh, for their revenue. for themselves. Yes. They they set their own. Yeah. Record, you mean? Yeah. So, to me that, and again, I'm. I'm and you've seen I, it in the stores a little bit, right? Well, we've seen we've seen definitely we've seen. Listen, um, this is just facts. Our LEFC sales are really strong. Mm-hmm. They are. They've been phenomenal for us, and, mm. and we love the fact that we've been able to contribute so much to the club from the beginning. Um, so, so they are 
the number one attraction for us that they're the number one sales for from, from an MLS perspective the Galaxy sales have been really really good they've gotten better mm-hmm. yeah. um, but I will say this you know like it's gonna be real interesting the next four or five years in the city yeah because you guys have something that is super unique to you your stadium is in a place that let's be honest like they can't match that location um but on the flip side they have unlimited resources yeah like we, we they have I think a lot of money we we've been yeah. talking like maybe they'll move maybe they'll move uh somewhere closer san, to san downtown, diego right? galaxy they're <laughs> all for not, they're it. definitely not moving to san diego right. and i don't know if they'll ever move their same i don't think so they're gonna invest in it right and, and I, I would imagine do different things um but they have very deep pockets. Yeah. AEG got that big dick energy. They have very deep pockets. And, you know, it's going to be like a battle of what you guys are building versus what they're trying to do. And it's going to be an amazing dynamic. And yeah. I, and I want to watch it. And I <laughs> hope that for the next four or five years, the Western Conference Final is Galaxy versus LAFC every year. Hey. And that football, MLS football, is revolved around the city of LA. Because it already does. Yeah. Like, dude, these two games coming up, you guys are, like, in it. Mm-hmm. But let me tell you, from, like, above, you have no idea how many people's eyes are going to be on this shit. You have no clue. Really? You have no clue how important these two games are going to be. For not only the league, but brands involved, players involved, potential players involved. Yeah. This is a global yeah. event, dude. We'll see you soon, Griezmann. This is a global <laughs> event, dude. Like, this shit is for real. Like, this yeah. shit, is, this ain't no joke. Yeah, man, as much as I hated that first match <laughs> that happened, like, you And know. by the way, like, dude, like, think about the fact that we've had three matches and they've all been fucking exceptional. Yeah, yes. Obviously, yeah. the first one didn't go your guys' way. Oh, that whatever. was the most painful mm. thing I've I was enjoyed. there. Yeah. It, it happened to be on my birthday, by the way. Oh, <laughs> And, I, and again, I've been very fortunate to be at a lot of sporting events, a lot of big football matches. Mm. That was one of the best experiences I've ever been in in my life. It was unfucking believable That game was unfucking believable Everything about it was unfucking believable The fact that you guys got there two hours before there was anyone in the fucking stadium. Oh, yeah. Yeah, It so was fun. a fucking... The only national, uh, do you guys know that that was the only nationally, nationally televised game that that year? Oh, I didn't know that. That no. was the only oh, what nationally a game to televised game that year on Channel Eleven Global on Fox National, no cable, nothing. Jeez. That was the only game, and it happened. And that and that happened, <laughs> bro. Like three unbelievable matches. So now, like everyone, everyone is anticipating this next game. Yeah. Oh, it's so Everyone. stressful. I don't even like going to Derby days, bro. It's so stressful. Yeah, if you imagine how you feel now, imagine the uh, SO or, or FO. Yeah. Like ha- leading up to that game. Oh, for Could sure. Could you imagine poor Ben? Yeah, you can't even drink all day. Like, like oh, oh, man. So that's that's what, like, for us. Oh, yeah, I you know, know Ben listen, hates those days for sure. Like, I, I, we want, we want to grow the game in the city of Los Angeles. Yeah. And 100%. as much as I what hate... Better, what better thing for two real rivals? Because yeah. if, if either one were 
shitty. No one would give a shit. Exactly. No one would give a shit. In fact, in, in fact, not only would they not give a shit, the fact that there was another one and there wasn't a real rivalry or it was like a mellow rivalry would actually diminish yes, both teams. 100%. Even it, it's almost better that they would be alone, yeah. right? At that point. Yeah. So, yeah, and like I think you and I talked about this, like when I saw you at the training center recently, is like. I like my dream ultimately is like multiple teams in LA more than two more than you know what I mean it's gonna take time I know that but like I, like I think people get fixated on like the one side or the other and like obviously like you know everyone has their own affiliations and their own and their own things and more power to them but I just think that like elevated passion better and better play better and better players like you com- by competing with somebody you have more and more of a incentive to do that right because the person across town is doing something, right? Mm-hmm. So I, I think it's great. I mean, I think LAFC is as strong as they are because they knew they were going up against the five-time champion, right? The yeah. team that had won the, that had won the most things, despite however relevant or not relevant they were in the Los Angeles market, right? Ask different people, you might get different answers. But um, for me, it's 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 better. It's a better alternative that that it's strong. And it also made them come out the gate with a with a good plan in place you know what i mean yeah. they had to think things too they had to make decisions yeah lafc had to make decisions that they wouldn't have made right had it like they not did been for they a, delayed a weaker opponent. they delayed kickoff by a year mm. now they were supposed to kick off in 2017 yeah. mm-hmm. and they didn't because they wanted to have a stadium to yeah. hold and if you look at the mls franchises that have not waited like minnesota NYC. like everyone nyc like everyone else Cincinnati. Really, like, they're, the, they're the only team that have opened in their own soccer specific I would stadium say in the history that of the league. They should have probably looked at LAFC and said, that's probably a good idea. You know, like, if I'm FC Cincinnati, what does it matter if I wait one more season? Yeah, nothing. But everyone's yeah. anxious and overeager. And, and hey, and maybe it's because they're not going now, up now against... I'm also not writing a $350 million check, so, you right. know, what right. do I know? But yeah. I, I, I'm just saying from, like, you know, it's like that old saying, you know, you only get one, one chance to make the first impression, yeah. you know? Yeah, sure. And if you want to create a good football environment with a passionate following and you want to do it the right way from the beginning, it's tough to play in a football stadium for 12 months. Yeah. It's tough to try to build that, you know? Like New York City FC playing in a baseball stadium. Oh, so bad. I know that hits you. Nah, no, I would no, never no. do that to myself. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't. Yeah, <laughs> After having gone myself. the once, you, you, you kind of don't yeah. really need to do it. It's pretty measurable. Yeah. Uh, it was fun like, taking over over the Bronx. No, I'm glad, I'm glad no, I'm we sure did it. it but is, I guarantee yeah. you the, the mob to go back to New York, at least to go to that stadium, is not going to be as big. I'd way rather go to Red Bull Arena, and it's yeah. way the fuck out there. Yeah. Right. That supporters thing we always, we always talk about is like, we're gonna do our thing. We're undefeated in the stands for a reason. You know, it's because we, I think we're we're working on our own kind of um, vision for what we see ourselves at, and and to this date, like that thing has, and it's the dream has been bigger than all of us combined. Hundred percent. And that I think that's yeah. that's what we continue to work at. If we have an adversary that is is also stepping up their game that we do not understand yet or do not uh, do not. Like truly, truly, kind of perceive in that way. Like that's that's dope. Like we, I think you're right in the in the in the sense that it does elevate in a certain in a certain in a certain way. But at the same time, like the city's so huge and oh. the, the 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 energy is so big that we are trying to understand and trying to control and trying to trying to shape. 
exactly what's going to happen with us in the future. And I think that's... Well, what does the future look like, guys? This is a yeah. closing topic to think about. <laughs> Hold up. Josh is drunk. <laughs> no, I think Josh is seeing clearly after the Knicks. No, Josh is down. fucking drunk right now. <laughs> I'm on. on the Henny. Slouched <laughs> <laughs> so, back in his motherfucking chair so, so hard. I'm talking hard right his now. His eyes are my fucking size right now. <laughs> Fuck out of here. You are so fucked up right now. Oh man, this is to say. Was <laughs> <laughs> that a sentence? Is was say. that a word? This is to say. Okay. We got our own shit we're working on. That I think that regardless of um, regardless, Dude, regardless, the of New York accent is coming out. Actually, I think now that he said you're drunk, you got drunk. No, no, he was drunk, bro. Honestly, for his past two reds. I'm not sure what the hell you said. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. This motherfucker is You just said it sounds good. So yeah, I, like you good. just keep using fucking three, four syllable words. I don't know what the fuck you talking about. I'm just saying, all that there is, is that this city is It's huge. big enough where we have competition and we're both elevating each other. How the fuck are you more sober than I am right because now? Because you're a hot mess right, right now, bro. Stim, Stim gets away with shit. That I don't know how he gets away with Dude, bro. fucking hell. I'm just saying. We were in Atlanta and he was like, we were like doing it big and this guy was like Unfazed. fucking chill the whole night. Yo. And we were like going at it. I it's mean, town, though. I thought you'd be, this, be this little big ass thing in the front of my chest, it's not a stomach. It's like a camel's hump. It just stores the energy for later, bro. I'm just... That's ridiculous. Yo, but Josh, you know what? To your point, like, I think that's what... Man, that's what excites me the most about where LA is right now as a football city. You know, the fact that we've got these two teams that have a passionate following and a fan base that really wants to get behind each other that are good, that can get far in the season, that can challenge each other for titles yeah you know like bro like think about it like what other city can say that i mean in, in, in the yeah, states yeah. there's none and hey Definitely. and hey what about even let's let's break it down other sports in the u.s like the clippers and lakers don't really got the rivalry like that i don't think the knicks and the nets got the rivalry Never. like no, that no. the jets and they the giants not. don't really got the rivalry like that right do we it's even have unique. in this country a one city rival we got you got those different city rivals like the boston red sox and the new york yankees but they're not in the same city uh, i mean Met, how's the mets and yankees rivalry never the big brother little brother oh, oh, okay. chicago oh. white Sox and chicago cubs that's not a really no, big, uh, big deal yeah, that's kind of interesting. We are the fir- I feel like we are the first team where it's like that l- big brother, little brother stigma was never put on us. Even right. with their banter, the the Galaxy's banter, they were not, never like, oh, like you guys are the little homie, you guys are just like Chivas 2.0. But Chivas USA was the little homie because they were in the, the same stadium and whatever. And they can't really say that to us because we came out with our own stadium in the exact site that they wanted. So it's just like... It's kind of like you were trying to, they were trying to fuck a girl and then we jumped in <laughs> and we fucked that girl and they can't really hate because we got that ass. I mean, they can, but they like, deep down inside, there's a... They just weren't creative some, yeah. enough to get it off. Yeah. You know what I mean? Okay, like, it's kind of like the that dude game, that, it's the dude that sucks at, at like, talking shit with his homies. So at every point of, at, at, at some point of every fucking argument, he's like, man, but I got more money than you. Since 96. Oh. Yeah. Oh. 
you know, know what? I mean? But you know what's funny is sometimes when you go on those rants about like the party metaphors, I try to jump in and I try to get on, uh, and I can never quite get there because he's always got twists and turns that I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> it's because you're pure, Luis. I'm not that pure, man. All right, well, I got I'm, my dark side. I'm just extra scummy. I, I got guess. the dark side, dark Luis side. You know, sometimes I take my coffee or my my coffee with my tea. You know? <laughs> Damn, that's gangster. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I don't drink that much coffee. So uh, where do I stand in the scummy and pure aesthetic? I don't know. You you're usually pretty pure, but you're pretty trashy drunk right now. <laughs> I feel like I could fucking throw a, a Instagram or a Snapchat filter on you and make you're like just a dating profile. Today, bro. That's just the homies here. I feel good, man. It's the homies here. Oh, one thing I had to say. All right, you sure you could get it out? LAFC tapping into the untapped resources. Koreatown. Done. Done. Let's get that. I like that. I like that. I like that. Tap into the untapped resources. Tap into the untapped resources. So that's, that's that was my whole thing. Hey, one th- one thing I want to say is, you know what is an untapped resources thing for LAFC? And I see this weekend we got in the seventy seven. The Armenian Ooh. population and the love. Let's get Henrik Mkhitaryan over here. Oh, Old shit. Man United player, current Arsenal player. He's not doing that well at Arsenal. I'd be more than happy to let him go. I bet he'd tear <laughs> it up in the end there and get some of the... Because there's, there's at least three or four like just pretty much mostly Armenian teams. So if you're Armenian listening to the podcast, rally your people together, get down there. I want to know more about you guys' culture. I want to know if you guys get fired up on the pitch because you guys get fired up. Sometimes I'm scared for my teammates. Sometimes I'm scared for myself. <laughs> yeah. But ultimately, everyone shakes hands afterwards and like gives hugs. So I'm pretty like... I'm interested in that. Got a cake from an Armenian yeah. bakery once, but I don't, I don't got a lot of Armenian <laughs> homies. So. traveling Armenians. <laughs> so I want to. I want to tap in into. My only point is I want to tap into more untapped resources. I, I see you. Know what I'm, saying? I'm trying you. to get in on this, y'all. I see you. Sorry for the Armenians. We'll have a pack of cigarettes and, and some whiskey on deck for you. <laughs> Yo, Slim. Who? How did the? And this is just me being curious now. How did the supporter Tiger supporter groups like? But how did it just start? Like, can you guys? Can both of you guys just educate me on it? Um, was, it was it Ben Chi pushing it, or was it? Yeah. Well, basically, Chi started working for the club. Yeah. Rich had been to uh, a Radio Korea building watch party, yeah. and he was like, hey, man, shouldn't we have a Korean supporters group? This is L.A. Chi reached out to me, uh, Deech, uh, Sujin. Were you at the first meeting? Okay. Uh, and then we had dinner with Chi, Rich, and Pat. They asked us if we were interested in starting one, and slow and steady won the race. Like I was still, we're still growing. So yeah, that's pretty basically how it happened. Rich, Rich wanted it. Bro, isn't it amazing how just like a simple question starts? Starts fucking community. Yeah, it's it doesn't even make sense. Like, it's fucking beautiful. Yeah, it's beautiful that a simple question like why don't we have a, a Korean supporter group? And now you guys are what 80, 90 yeah. deep. Yeah. yeah. And same thing with Nikki's. Why can't I get the fucking shit I want? <laughs> it's like, yeah, exactly. I, yeah. Where where can I buy a pair of shoes yeah. and a jersey? Simple I mean, sometimes questions. it's it's just asking those questions, and you know, shit happens. So, in the famous words of Rich Orozco, "Why LAFC?" And we're out. And we're out. Louis, you guys, man. Thank you guys. Thank you so much, Luis. This was amazing, man. Appreciate if you guys, you guys didn't enjoy this piece of fucking LA football history. Fuck you. <laughs> hey, and just do yourself a favor. Next time you need yourself a pair of shoes and jeans, just go to plug, fucking man. Nikki's. No, for real. I fucking love your store. Go to the one on 7th. That one's my favorite one. Either one. Chop it up. We got plenty. Take a look yeah, at Wherever you're at, I'm sure we have one. Yeah, not far. Take a look. Google that shit. All right. Peace, Google y'all. Google that shit. Google that shit. This has been the FCFC pod. FSA. Hey. FSA. FCFC. FSA. FCFC. FCFC. FSA, FSA, FCFC, FSA, FSA.
FSFSF.